This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. So I recently um, asked the Lord what I needed to be focused on right now. I I don't know about you, but it always seems like there are so many areas of my life that need attention. And at times, I don't even know what to focus on next. At any given moment, I can give you a whole list of things that I think need improvement. (laughs) Um, So that's why I just asked the Lord, okay, what, what are we doing right now in this season? What do I need to focus on? And I felt like the Lord said, I need you to settle this doubt and unbelief thing. Um, I have some promises from God that are so big and so outrageous that they almost seem a little ridiculous to me, right? It, it, it seems ridiculous that some of the things that I've heard God say again and again can actually happen in my life. And the promise, the problem is not that I don't think God can do these things because I really do believe God can do anything. And I also know that there are people alive right now who've done some amazing things. I think my biggest problem is that I just can't see how I could ever get from where I am today to where I see this vision of my life being. Everything about it just seems crazy and ridiculous and impossible. And and I have this war that constantly goes on inside me because as crazy as the promises of God sometimes sound to my mind, there's something inside me that just won't let me forget about it. I just can't walk away from it, even though I have extreme difficulty in seeing how it could ever possibly happen. And so lately, I've been focusing on this whole faith and believing God thing, which is really not new to me because years ago, I'm going to date myself for real here, (laughs) when um, the whole O.J. Simpson trial happened, God taught me a timeless lesson about belief and believing him. If you were around then, you remember or remember it, you know, for me, that was up until now, at least, the single most polarizing event that I had ever witnessed in my lifetime. Here's this guy who's actually accused of and on trial for murdering his wife and her friend. And no matter who you talk to, no matter where you were, everybody had an opinion about whether or not this guy was guilty or innocent. I was driving a cab in Richmond, Virginia at the time. And so I talked to hundreds of people over the months that this trial was going on, and everybody had an opinion. And then the verdict was announced. And what I discovered was it didn't even really matter what the verdict was, because the people who thought he was guilty before the verdict believed the same thing after. And no matter what the arguments were, what what the evidence was, they still believed he was either guilty or innocent just like they did before they ever heard a verdict. And the Lord taught me a powerful lesson through that, which is each and every one of us has the ability to believe whatever we choose to believe, whether it's true or not. So when we feel like we have trouble believing the things that God says to us or the promises he's made to us, really, it's because we already believe something else. We have chosen not to believe what he has said. And that was years ago. 
I still remember that lesson, but I can't say that that was the one thing that made me stop doubting God and his promises. Because again, especially now, some of the things he's promised me seem so outrageous to my mind that I struggled to believe that they could ever happen. And that's where part two of this lesson comes in. So here's, here's, here's an example. God gives you a promise, whatever that is, and you know that he loves you. You know that his word is true. You know that he can't lie. You know there's nothing that God can't do. And you have these immediate thoughts of, how in the world is that ever going to happen? Whatever it is. All you can think about is your own ability, your own resources, your own knowledge, the impossibility of seeing those things, whatever they are, actually come to pass in your life. And as soon as the excitement of the possibility wears off, immediately your enemy comes and says, how in the world is that ever going to happen? And I say it's your enemy because of the parable in Mark 4 about the sower and what happens to the seed, which is the word. I won't go into that whole thing, but you should definitely check it out and read it. Um, but the bottom line is, if God says something and the opposite of what he just told you or promised you is really what's true, then that means that God is a liar. And we know that it's impossible for God to lie. We know that. We see it in more than one place in the Bible, right? Hebrews 6, number 23. We also know that Satan is not just a liar, but the father of lies, which is in John 8. So when God promises me something he will do for me or in me or through me, and I cannot believe it, in reality, I do not believe it. It's not that I cannot. It's that I do not believe it. And I do not believe it because I have chosen to believe the opposite of what he said, which is a stone cold lie. So when I choose to do that, I'm saying that God, the one who made the promise, the one who spoke the word, is the liar. I'm saying if the promise that God gave me is not true, is not going to happen, the way he said it, then I believe that God is a liar. Now, when, when God broke that down for me that way, I just realized that for me to make a decision or come into agreement with not believing something that God has promised me, simply because I can't understand how he might do it or how it could ever happen, is ludicrous. <laughs> because that means if my mind is, is not capable of working out the how of how he might do it or how it could happen, there's no way it can be true. And that means that God can only be as big, as powerful, as capable as my own mind can rationalize him to be. Now, I don't know about you, but I really need a God who is way bigger than my mind and understanding. Because really, if he's not, I really don't need him. <laughs> and so this one additional piece to this already powerful lesson for me has shifted everything. Every time God gives me a word or a promise, I get to choose whether or not I'm going to believe him, who is my loving father, who only wants what's best for me, or not, and declare him a liar. And since I get to believe whatever I want to believe and no one can stop me, I'm just going to believe what he said. I'm going to believe what he promised me is going to be exactly the way he said it. Because here's my truth. The God that I've chosen to serve is way bigger than I am. 
He's bigger, he's smarter, he's wiser, he's more powerful, and he loves me. And there's a thousand other reasons, but those alone are enough for me to live today boldly and passionately, in total confidence, in total faith, that everything that he said to me, everything he said about me, everything he promised me is true. And I'm going to stand in that position until I have any other reason to believe otherwise. I'm going to stand in that position boldly, passionately, and I'm going to do that out loud. What about you?